This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, Harbor family, so good to be with you again this morning, but I have to say, I miss you. I miss seeing your beautiful faces in person, uh, the hugs, the, the interaction, all of that. You know, Wendy and I have just been conversing about, man, we just can't wait to, to see people that we love again and be around each other in person. But we want to celebrate this morning what Jesus is doing because he is up to something profound in our midst and just moving in a way that we never could have expected. It's, it's, it's amazing to think that, you know, especially among unbelievers out there right now in our region, Google searches uh, for spirituality or spiritual questions, questions about Jesus, did you know right now we're up 470%? There's a ministry I know that's called Alpha that ministers to um, post-Christian cultures around the world. And with this whole COVID-19 thing, they had to move their ministry online from meeting in person to online. And in this last season, they have seen a 900% uptick in engagement from the lost in the world. Wow. That means that Jesus is on the move. He's doing something big time. And so when we, as transformed ones, come together, continue to minister as one body, I'm just telling you, I believe that we're going to see one of the greatest moves of God that we've ever seen in our lifetime, in this generation, I believe even in human history. One of the exciting things that we've been doing here at the Harbor is the launching of this Transformations podcast. It's, it's, it's getting this conversation that we engage in with special guests um, and their stories of transformation out to the world and how their transformation has enabled them, empowered them by the grace of God to begin to transform the world around them. And so this week we are launching episode two. It's in our Harbor Church podcast, but it's a special once-a-month podcast called Transformations, and the special guest this month is Mary Gleisner. You don't want to miss it. It's an amazing testimony of a woman who was brought out of the New Age movement into a relationship with Jesus Christ. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. Mary is a true worshiper of the Lord and a blessing to our community. You need to listen in on this story. So as we wrap up our series that we've been in over the course of this last month, Worship Defined, we're going to talk talk about not being alone in this journey. And we're going to look at two specific Hebrew words, todah, todah, and shabak. And these really go together. These are the final two of seven Hebrew words in the Bible for praise. And we're really seeking the Lord, saying, God, show us what it means to be a true, authentic worshiper. Now, todah is a, is, is a powerful word, and it will lead us into a powerful concept to ponder this morning as we're asking the Lord, what does it look like to be an authentic worshiper? Because todah means thanksgiving for things yet to be fulfilled. 
I want to say that again. Thanksgiving or praise or worship for things that have yet to be fulfilled. It's possessing an attitude of gratitude for God's promised deliverance even while still in a place of need. Can you imagine if we could enter into that kind of worship where on the front end we're thanking God for his promises that have yet to come to pass? It's also faith, confession, assurance that all is well before the victory actually comes. As a parent, I learned early on, especially with our small children, that if we ever made a promise to them, we needed to almost instantly fulfill it. You know, like, hey, kids, we're going to Disney World. You know, it better be like probably right at that moment, especially if they're like one or two or three. Like, you know, think about like promises that you're given. Like once that promise is given, so often I think our heart propensity, because we, we're, we're people that long to see promises fulfilled, we want to see it happen. We don't want to necessarily navigate the process or the timetable in relationship to the manifestation of that promise actually coming to pass. I think in, in my own life, and maybe this would resonate with you, a lot of times when I've received prophetic words from individuals, you know, which are promises, they're promises over our life, and I've had to wait one year, three years, five years, 10 years, maybe even 20 years for that promise to be fulfilled. It's been difficult in navigating those moments at times. So as I've matured in the Lord, I've grown in my capacity by his grace to be able to worship him, thank him for these promises that he's spoken over my life that are in his word, maybe not directly related to me, but I'm a part of as a member of the body of Christ. And I've been able to thank him for things that have yet not been fulfilled. Like even think about the situation that we've been walking through. Like we have had promises spoken about this year, about maybe our families, our lives, the, the things that he was calling us to do, the things that he was wanting to see happen in our businesses, in our places of employment, among relationships, fill in the blank. That maybe yet have come to pass. But we're longing to become worshipers who give thanksgiving before we actually see them. In Psalm 56, I want to read this to you, verse 9. The psalmist writes, he says, My enemies will retreat when I call for your help. This I know. God is on my side. Now think about that. They haven't retreated. They're surrounding him. And he says, when I praise you, when I worship you, I already know that they're going to retreat because that's your promise to me. You see, the God, God had assured the psalmist that victory was his. You know, I talked about last week, living in a time of triumph. He says in verse 10, I praise God for what he has promised. Yes, I praise the Lord for what he has promised. I trust in God, verse, 12, verse 11 says. So why should I be afraid? What can mere mortals do to me? Listen to me. No matter what is going on in the world, you know, there's, there's a lot of rumblings right now about all kinds of things. But listen, he says no matter what 
goes on, what mere mortals try to do to me, I will trust in the Lord. Verse 12, I will fulfill my vows to you, O God, and I will offer a sacrifice of thanks for your help. This is where like, we, we have to put our focus on what our focus should be put on, and that is looking to God who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Faith, that gift of God that's been deposited in us that's going to be brought into full maturity through our seasons of life, through our seasons of worship. Listen, even through the surveys that we got in last week you know it's a very difficult season for many many people people have lost loved ones they've lost jobs they're 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 facing some measure of anxiety concern depression you know feel isolated all those types of things listen god wants to in the midst of these kind of moments teach us remind us again that his promises all his promises are yes and amen What God has said, He will fulfill. He's not a man like us that He should lie. He speaks, He fulfills what He has to say. Verse 13, He ends with this. He said, For you have rescued me from death. You have kept my feet from slipping. So now I can walk in Your presence, O God, in Your life-giving life. One of the favorite books of my mother was a book called Hind's Feet in High Places. It was talking about how to walk and navigate the cliff moments of life, knowing that God's going to hold you, God's going to keep you secure in His presence, and in doing so, in being this kind of worshiper, we're going to manifest His life-giving light through the essence of our lives. Todah, just to take this a little deeper, it signifies or is defined this way as well. A choir of worshipers indicating togetherness and the fact that we are not alone in our journey. Speaking and agreeing on the same thing together. Listen, I've been thinking a lot recently about the early church. You know, even when we moved down here and we had small groups and there's going to be some exciting news to come about some things that I'm really sensing and feeling in my heart as I fully process what I believe God is saying but you know we had some beautiful moments together um, unified in small gatherings you know around the beauty of Jesus and I think about the early church you know who I mean, talk about their backs up against the wall. I mean, the nation of Israel was oppressed by the Roman Empire. Eventually, you know, through the ministry of Jesus and his persecution, his loss of life on the cross, his ultimate resurrection, this resurgence of believers that had gone into hiding, now boldly proclaiming the gospel, you know, which was really a threat to Rome. Um, They begin to really, you know, oppress that movement. And, and, and it was serious. I mean, most believers living in Jerusalem at the time lost their jobs. They were, they were suffering deeply in that time. You know, I mean, real persecution. I mean, for real persecution. Stuff that we're seeing around the world and other nations, not right now in America, but in other nations, that, that was really oppressing what was inside of their hearts. And, and I love 
what happened on that moment of Pentecost, right before Pentecost. Here they were, gathered in an upper room. There wasn't a lot of talk. There wasn't a lot of dialogue. There wasn't a lot of chatter about all that was happening in Israel at the time. It says that they were unified together in one spirit, with one heart, with one mind. You know, have you ever, in your journey, just felt so alone, felt so broke down, felt so hopeless in so many ways, you just, you just really didn't have much to say anymore? Actually, when I meet people like that, I'm like, whoa, God, there's somebody that I, that I really need to pay attention to. They have come to a moment in their life where they are so desperate for Jesus. Listen, I hate all things that are going on right now. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. It hasn't been fun. But I have, I have learned to leverage these kind of moments for the, the greater good of my heart before Lord, the Lord is a worshiper. That unification... Please, please, please hear me. I, I want to say this with all sincerity. God is longing to unify His body. To bring us in a place of togetherness. This whole reality of Todah. Make us this choir of worshipers where we are truly together and not separated in our journey. I have seen the enemy almost overplay his hand as it relates to disunity in our culture. It's been going on for a while now. I feel it's even more amplified now in the midst of this situation. The manifestation of Christ as it relates to praise and worship is one thing. It's union with God and it's union with each other. In fact, todah literally means that they're speaking and agreeing on the same thing together. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I love this verse in Habakkuk in chapter 3, verses 4 through 6. The prophet writes, he says, His coming is as brilliant as the sunlight, sunlight, sunrise. Sorry, Rays of light flash from his hands where his awesome power is hidden. Oh, I love this. Because this is worship. This is what we're talking about when we get a hold of this, of this God of Israel. Uh, Yahweh, the, the, the one who, who created all things. It says in verse 5, Pestilence marches before him and the plague follows behind him. I love the language here. It's so poetically, powerfully beautiful. In verse 6, it says, When he stops, the earth shakes. When he looks, the nations tremble. He shatters the everlasting mountains and levels the eternal hills. He is the eternal one. This is the God we serve. This is the one who is all-powerful. Listen, when we can't fix our problems, when we can't fix our situations, when we tried everything that we could do, when we thought we had everything all philosophically figured out and thought that life was going to go this way or going to go that way or, or going to you know, manifest this promise tomorrow or now, and maybe we find ourselves a little bit disillusioned with God. Maybe even angry at the Lord. Maybe angry at life itself. It's good to pull back and see the promise that His coming, when Jesus shows up on the earth because man and woman 
brother and sister, church A, B, and C in particular cities are unified around this man, Jesus, that his coming is as brilliant as the sunrise. See, on that Pentecost Sunday, something so powerful happened, something so unstoppable broke out in that city today that we are recipients of that upper room 120 person unity that manifest in those believers 2,020 years ago. I think this leads me to my second word as we wrap this up, which is Shabbat. It, it literally means to joyfully shout or address in a loud tone. You know, sometimes Wendy jokes with me, Darren, you're so intense. You're so loud. Sometimes I'm just on phone calls talking to somebody and I get so excited and she has to actually move to another part of the room because it's too, too much. <laughs> but this is like that roar, that shout, that voice of triumph, like being lifted up that literally, literally comes out of Todah, comes out of this this place of unified agreement, this, this harmony of worshipers. It's like when John sees the believers standing before the throne, the number was too many to count. And there was this sound there. There was a sound of worship from every tongue and tribe and nation. Oh my gosh, can you imagine the energy in that place? What it must feel like to be before the throne with, with the saints of God that have gone before and that, that, that you, the euphoria of that, of that Shabbat, that the, the, to commend, to give glory of, of the triumph of the Lamb. I mean, man, you see like in that imagery, I don't know exactly how it all plays out, but there's angels like like falling down like giving praise to God elders are on their thrones and they're casting their crowns I mean it's, it's amazing it's 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 like this culmination of of the promises of God that have been fulfilled in Jesus that are manifesting themselves this my friends is where he wants to take us as a people as 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 ones that would say they follow Jesus that they're believers in the son of God as we get ready to, to, to go back into worship, which has been so amazing already this morning, but we're going to just, we're going to enter in, I believe, right now to a Todah Shabbat moment. <laughs> if we could go there with Jesus. And as we position our hearts to do so, I want to I show you something as we close in Joshua chapter 6, verse 20. I love, this is so Perfect of an example of what I've been talking about this morning actually practically looks like. It says in verse 20, it says, when the people heard the sound of the ram's horns, they shouted. They knew they had a promise that that, the, that land was theirs. And even this fortified city, one of the strongest, most ancient fortified cities in the land, it was, it was going to be overtaken by them. Their enemies could not have a, a posture uh, against them any longer. They were going to move into what was rightfully theirs. Are you seeing this? 
And when they heard the sounds of the ram's horns, they shouted as loud as they can. In other words, they thanked God. They gave him praise and thanksgiving for a promise that had not yet been fulfilled. And they lifted up their voice. And then it says, then suddenly the walls of Jericho collapsed and the Israelites charged straight into the town and captured it. In fact, they didn't even have to do anything. I mean, there was so much fear in the camp of the enemy because of what happened. Can you imagine, like, there's this tribe that's marching around your city. They don't even have, like, the, the, the bold warriors, like, in that front posture. It was worshipers. It was creatives. It was artists. It was, you know, Levites. That, that man had got a hold of Jesus and and... And they're the ones that lifted up that shout and then the walls come tumbling down. I mean, not one military exercise in that moment. Terror, fear in the hearts of the enemy. They just, here, the city's yours, take it. But the thought that really captured me was that they didn't shout before the walls, walls, I'm sorry, before the walls fell. or, Or after the walls fell, but before totally botched that but they didn't shout after the walls fell but before so I want you to think about this just with the Lord as we we go into worship because I believe this is the ministry that he wants to do in our hearts today what promise do you have in your heart that in so many ways which is meant to be a blessing to you the enemy has worked and you feel like God Why did you even say this? Why did you even give this to me? Why did you tell me that this was going to happen? Why did you say that this would be in my future? Because it hasn't happened yet. I don't see it. I've been waiting. Could we join together with all of our brothers and sisters that are waiting on promises? Maybe it's to find a spouse. Maybe it's to have a child. Maybe it's for a job that's in your heart. Maybe it's to be healed of a sickness that oppresses you. Maybe it's to be delivered of God knows what is trying to come against any of our lives. Could we stand together today as we go back into worship and say, Lord, you are in your coming as brilliant as the sunrise today, Lord, is a new day for me and I will worship you before the walls fall. I will shout before they come down because I am meant to worship you. We love you, Jesus. Lead us into your presence today in your glorious name.
Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you heard. Please subscribe on the podcast app and be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download our Harbor Church mobile app. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.